So it's interesting that this side of it, detecting something that was generated by an AI, tracks very closely to how we train them in the first place. It's fascinating to me that as the ability to produce things through a generative approach accelerates, that we've ended up going back to, I guess now instead of training that model, we're training the detection of that model with yeah. uh, with people and another model. It's just fascinating. So this is getting more and more important, right? I mean, think about the emails you get, right? You get an email and uh, some of the generative AI tools out there are so sophisticated that it could send an email and, and tell me that it's addressed uh, by Ned and use a lot of your uh, terrific <laughs> idiosyncrasies, uh, you know, in there, including your 16 period ellipses. And, uh, you know, and and I would read that and go like, oh, that's got to be from Ned. I mean, look at this. It's it's exactly how he writes an email. That's a huge security threat. And you can amplify and come up with a thousand other examples of why that wouldn't be a good thing. So countermeasures and the ability to detect AI is getting more and more critical. You know, when we think about an area that you and I talk about a lot, which is overall security, one of the the weakest link in any security plan is just people making unforced errors. I wonder what happens when we start to try to have some approach that verifies that that piece of content came from you. You know, we do that today with uh, for products with things like serial numbers or watermarks or other things. Is there any way to do that? with uh, some of the data that comes out. How would I know if I got an article from Mark Campbell that it was actually from Mark Campbell and not his evil alter ego, Generative Mark? <laughs> generative Mark? Yeah, yeah. Though uh, you, you hit on watermarking and that's certainly a trend uh, underway right now. Digital watermarking, the idea of embedding um, a watermark inside of a digital artifact. And so digital watermarkings today, and they're getting more sophisticated, but today they're a little bit easy to unravel. Um, so just by manipulating the data a little bit, you can unravel a, a digital watermark. In China, they enacted a law that imposes penalties for not watermarking generative AI artifacts. And they even imposed harsher sentences for anyone monkeying with uh, with those watermarks. Do you have any other uh, countries gotten in on this to think about uh, watermarking or are there, is there any other discussions from a regulatory perspective? We talked about how to detect it. Yeah. Uh, we've talked that it would be great to be able to confirm that it wasn't something, but uh, what does that look like? Are we going to see governments get more involved or is it kind of just up to us to be cynical? There, there certainly is a ton of cynicism out there. I think you're absolutely right. But there are other governments, including the EU and the US, are implementing uh, rules. By the way, executive order that came out from the White House on October 30th, uh, this is the famous executive order dealing with um, artificial intelligence. One of the recommendations in there is for uh, several government agencies like NSF and, and NIST to come up with a digital watermarking standard. So I would expect to see that in the coming years, that that become quite commonplace, such that there would be like a browser extension so that if you're you know, watching a video, the extension would run the watermarking on it, bing, pop it up and say, this is AI generated, it may or may not be factual. Thank you.